but let's get in touch with what you bring to the table, right? And a lot of times people have ideas about that, but they don't have an intimate. Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I am so glad you're here with us. Today, we're gonna do something a little different because intense work dissatisfaction affects every aspect of your life, your mood, your sleep, your quality time with loved ones, and your energy level, even your health. Joining us today is Griselle Scarantino, a career advancement and work-life fulfillment coach from sunny Tampa, Florida. Griselle helps mid-career professionals make intentional career pivots so you can achieve a healthy work-life flow and live a fulfilled life with a master's degree in industrial slash organizational behavior, better known as the psychology of work. Griselle has dedicated her career to enhancing a sense of joy in work settings. She joins us here today where we'll discuss important considerations to make when you've come to the realization that you're no longer satisfied in your career and want to pursue a new one. This is such an important conversation, Griselle. Welcome. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here with you, Donna Lynn. I am really, really excited as well. And I'm excited about all of these uh, kind of words that we're going toward are about satisfaction. They're about finding that inner spark and then following it, right? And so I love that we get to, to talk about that and, and follow it all the way to fulfillment, which is a pretty long way down the road. So... Uh, I'm super excited about it and uh, and can't wait to hear about it. But, but let's start with uh, just how'd you come to this work? Uh, well, <laughs> I have always been interested in work. My, my first job um, was when I was very young. I was 14, started working in a manufacturing uh, plant in the office and I was really, really, really excited to have that job because I come from a family of immigrants and where hard work is just in our blood. It's respected. It's expected. Um, and so, you know, just coming with all of that with me, I was just like, as soon as I can have a job, I want to have a job and I want to contribute to my family and I want to be independent. I want to start earning my own money and all of that. So a friend of mine um, her dad was working at this company and they were just looking for some help, probably like over the summertime or something like that. I was just inputting data, helping them stuff holiday envelopes and things like that. Anyway, I've been working ever since. So my, you know, my, my interest kind of has always been there with work, but what kind of work do I want to do? I know that I'm a people person. So when I was graduating from high school, just wasn't sure what major to take. I thought that I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. So I started in college with elementary education, but ended up taking a lot of electives in psychology. And I found that, you know, psychology was my space. So I switched my major to psych, thought I wanted to be a child psychologist. Then I thought I wanted to be a counselor, did all that kind of work. But when I found the psychology of work, when I found, you know, how to look at the behaviors 
and the environments that happen in a work setting, that's when the skies opened up for me. And I knew that that was my place to be. So anyway, I ended up getting a master's in industrial organizational psych. But while I was working on my graduate degree, my assistantship was in the Office of Career and Student Employment Services. My job was to help the graduating students transition from school out into the workforce. And that's really where my career coaching journey began. It followed me throughout my career and all of the twists and turns that my career took, that career coaching piece followed me. And then come to find out, you know, when I entered that phase in my life where I was looking at my career and thinking, okay, well, what do I really want to do in this next phase? I went through some steps to really determine that and really just pinpointed that career coaching is me to the core. So that's that's how I came to be here. And it really is the work that I was born to do. I love that. I love that when you can feel that, when you can say to yourself, this feels like it fits me so well that there's nothing else in the world that I could imagine being made for. It's really a very rare feeling uh, to have long-term, right? Sometimes we get to have it, but uh, but often we lose it. And I loved your story about uh, that it, it, that you really included all the pivots along the way that got you there, because that's the key to it, right? Is to be willing to do the pivots, to say, I think it's this, and I lean into that. Oh, nope, not quite. Okay, I'm going to take three steps to the left, and oh, I think it's this. Is it this, right? And really being open to that um, space of, what's next and what does it feel like and i'm and in a way i mean the thing you talked about with respected and expected is a fantastic combination of words that i want to get into a little bit deeper deeper later on but um you know to to be in a scenario and i think a lot of us are when we're especially when we're young we're the older people expect something of us they expect us to be able to pick something and stick with it <laughs> right and uh and that's just not how life works it's just not how it works even when you stay in the same job or career for a long period of time there's still so much that can change over time and should change if we're really tuned in to what is it that I'm called to serve in this way like why am I here and why am I hear, right? What do I have to contribute to this moment? So I just love that your story exemplifies that so clearly. Thank you. And you know, you said something that was key in this. It's when you navigate those twists and turns, you lean into the pivots and to the changes. And then it, to me, it's a matter of being aware and mindful like you said, how does this feel? How does this feel to me? You know, and I think that sometimes that part of it is lost or it just doesn't happen, right? Because life is always bombarding us with stuff, right? There's, we have tons of responsibilities. We have a lot of moving parts happening in our lives. We have busy schedules and we can slip into just the, the do mode right? Where we're just doing and we get caught up in the grind. But when you recognize the value and the power of just pausing for a moment to step back 
and get in touch with yourself and ask, what does this feel like to me? That's when our intuition starts talking to us, our gut starts talking to us. And if we pay attention to that, you know, sometimes little scratchy voice that, <laughs> that our gut and our intuition has, it's little and scratchy at the beginning when we're not used to paying attention to it, right? But the more we get into the practice of listening for it and then listening to it, that voice becomes louder, stronger, more prominent and helps us to really navigate and make decisions that feel right to us. For me, this is the whole game, right? It's like what we have inside of us is this compass, right? But I think a lot of times, and I wonder if you see this in your work, a lot of times people are either doing one of two things. They're either, uh, they they kind of have a sense that there's a compass, but they don't want to pay any attention to it at all because there's a trajectory and that's what they're going to pay attention to, right? There is what's expected and respected and that's the direction I'm going and it doesn't matter how I feel. Or they go to the other extreme where they feel like I feel, I feel this and I feel it immediately, right? I'm I'm having feelings all the time. And so uh, I'm responding to every single time that something has come up in me. And I'm responding in this way that uh, that says the direction I'm going is not right, as opposed to the way I'm feeling about the direction that I'm going is not right, right? So I'd love it if you could kind of touch on either or both of those two kind of scenarios. And another one, and maybe maybe you're alluding to this uh, somewhere in there, what, what you talked about, is also this notion of, I feel this, but I don't trust it, But right? Like, I, I can't exactly put my finger on what it is that I'm feeling because it's out of alignment with what is expected or what, you know, my, my long-term logical plan is for, you know, for lack of a better word, we'll just call it a logical plan. Something that you thought, some image of yourself or your life that you created, who knows when, and that's the thing that you're striving for. But as you're moving down that line, it just doesn't feel right. And, and you don't trust that feeling. So therefore you don't pay attention to it. You stuff it down and you keep moving forward without taking into account what is that feeling trying to tell you i've seen and heard in my conversations with people a common thread that they just don't trust their feeling they don't trust their gut they aren't very in touch with their intuition really and and exactly like you said they just have this image of where they want to go or where they should go, where they ought to go, right? And that ought to scenario is out of alignment with what is right for them, but they don't know how to reconcile that. They're just not used to trusting themselves and what's right. And they try to follow some pre-established lines that have been drawn in the sand for them. Yeah. That's the thing, is that there is no roadmap for your life, right? This, you can't, nobody has been there before. It's yours, right? 
And so uh, I love that you're really getting to the core of how we make decisions and, uh, and how we can know the right thing and still not do it. This is a really important reason to have a coach, by the way, <laughs> right? Because often people will say about coaches, oh, I, I knew that. I knew that. I, I, except that they didn't really, <laughs> right? Right. It's like the thing where you see somebody doing a performance and you think I could do that. Yeah, no, probably you can't actually, <laughs> right? <laughs> Or you would be up there, right? That would be your superpower because you're not, it's not being called through you into this life. So I love that. So talk to me a little bit about how you work with clients in order to help them to figure that, you know, what can be a real mess out. Thank you for that question. Uh, yeah, so I my approach is one that is strategic, holistic and intuitive, right? Like I've been work I've been doing this work for close to 20 years now. In addition to being a career coach, I'm a certified organization development consultant. And for anyone that's listening that isn't familiar with organization development, that really has to do with work cultures and how do we create a culture that everyone feels welcomed, their ideas are heard. Everyone feels validated, valued, and appreciated for their contributions, right? And it, a lot of that comes down to leadership and how leaders are creating an environment where everyone feels valued and everyone's rowing in the same direction, right? Um, so from my experience, I have this giant toolkit of evidence-based practices at my disposal, right? Um, and so when I decided a few years ago that I was really gonna hone in on the career coaching piece, what I did was I opened up my toolkit and I said, okay, if I know that my ultimate goal is for people to be satisfied and fulfilled in their careers so that they can better enjoy this life that they're working so hard to support, and there's the holistic piece, right? It's not just about your career. It's how does your career fit into the whole grand scheme of your life so that you are satisfied and fulfilled in your life and making the most of this precious time that we have here, right? And your, your career is one of the levers that helps make that happen, right? And that's the lever that I help people pull on. So how do I do it? I have curated from my toolkit um, these evidence-based practices that I've put together into a framework that walks people through step-by-step -step using these different evidence-based tools uh, to help them determine what is the kind of work where I can really provide the most value in a way that matters to me. That's ultimately what I help people find. But when we start at the beginning, like how do we do that? It starts first with you. Let's look first at what it is that you want for your life. What do you want your life to look like? Let's get crystal clear about that. And then let's find out more about you. And, you know, when I talk about this part, people say, well, I, I know a lot about me. I've, I've done a lot of assessments and, you know, I have a pretty good understanding of who I am. And I go, okay, 
have you taken the disc assessment? And they say, oh yeah, I did that. I did that a few years ago. I go, okay, well, what's your disc style? And, and they don't know that. <laughs> they can't tell me the answer. Or have you ever taken the Myers-Briggs? Yes, I did that. Well, what's, what's your, uh, what, what's your style type? They can't tell me that. Right. So like people have done these things and I, I think that gives them a false sense of knowing, right. Of themselves. So it's, it's, the tools that they use, but more importantly, it's the conversations around those tools, right? It's the insights that come from these different things that you already know about yourself. Well, how does that translate into the real world? How does that come to life for you? And now let's look at those things with the lens on your career and your work, right? Let's find out not only what you want for your life, but what do you already have going on as a unique individual? And what does that tell you about the direction that your career needle or your GPS compass for your career? What direction does that want to point in based on who you are and what you want for your life? So it's a framework of steps with conversations that really gets to the root of who you are. Let's clear away all of that ought to, the, the I should do. Let's clear all of that stuff aside and let's talk about who you are at your core. Let's really get in touch with that because once we know that, we can then look at career options that are a good fit for who you are naturally. Because what we want is to be energized in our work so that when we're finished working and we come home, we can make the most of our personal time. We can enjoy our relationships, right? We can do the things that help us to fill our cup, the things that we need to do to take care of ourselves so that we can enjoy the life that we have, right? So I don't know if that answers your question because I, I kind of like geek out <laughs> when we get to that part. <laughs> I love that. I just love that. Um, I, I feel like you answered it and the next three questions. So good on you. <laughs> um, I, I, I really uh, tuned in to this section that you talked about where you talked about it really is about putting the information into practice. So I will admit to you, I am a very heart based person. And and in although I'm not, you know, dumb or anything <laughs> my brain is not the leader in my life right and so a lot of times I have taken these same tests right and I look at the results and I think I know all the words and their meanings and I have no idea what this means <laughs> right and I think that happens when we're kind of outside of our wheelhouse we're doing we know how to do the things we know how to do the people who want to maybe take a pivot in a in a career they've got a whole set of skills right like I have a whole set of skills that are not about uh, understanding the world like the Myers-Briggs or the um, disc assessment even though those are incredible tools so that ability to take it and say listen this tool is worth nothing unless we know how to use the outcome of it and you know how to do that, right? And you know how to help the person to feel 
to to get connected to those answers to say yeah oh yeah I I I do see how that works in my life I do know what that means and uh, that's incredible to me that is an incredible skill. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's a uh, the the tools and you know I was talking about how I have these evident evidence based tools that are part of my strategic process. That's kind of the foundation, but exactly like you said, those things are pointless. They're useless to us unless we can talk about them and gain valuable insights about how these things translate into our into the real world, into our lives, into our careers, and ultimately for the outcome that we want to achieve, which is to be satisfied and fulfilled. Right? How do we translate these words into something, a picture of what this could look like for you and not because your grandparents think that this is what you should be doing or anyone else, you know, what, what feels right in your bones. And that's where I, you know, when I just calling back to how I said my process is strategic, it's holistic, it's intuitive. That's where the intuitive part comes in. It's those conversations that we have um, that are insightful, that those light bulbs go off in people's heads and they say, oh, yeah, you know what? I guess I've always known that, but I never really realized that about myself. And now I can connect the dots about all these other things that are patterns in their life, right? That are all connected to this core piece of insight that they just gained from that conversation. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Um, I, I'm As I listen to you, I wonder... Um, how much uh, the decoding is uh, really working on our system of belief. I mean, I find that with my clients, a lot of times they don't believe that they can have what they want. <laughs> so that's why they stop wanting it. They're like, I don't want it, even though they really still do. Um, <laughs> right? But they don't believe they can have it. And so that sort of decoding that you're doing with people, can you talk about what that does to belief? Yes. Yes. So as I mentioned, my, my program, my process really begins with them visualizing the life that they would love to have, right? It starts there. Let's start with the end in mind. What do you want to create for your life? What, what would be a, a wonderful life that, you know, when your last day comes, you're going to look back on your life and say, you know what? I was deeply satisfied and fulfilled with my life. Like what, then what would your life have to look like for you to feel like that? Right. Um, and that's where everyone starts. And do you know what is the most common thing that I hear from people after they do that exercise? They are surprised at how what they envisioned is not that far out of their reach. It's not that very different from what they have going on right now. Yeah, so true. It's so true. It's unimaginable, right? It's like, yeah, but I can't have that is what's really going on inside. But it is so true that it is actually just kind of three degrees from where you are at this moment. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just that there are some, perhaps some mindset things that are playing against them. Like there are certain, maybe an area or two of their life that are just really not going well for them and is causing a lot of stress. And then that stress becomes like this giant gray cloud over them that really taints the way they're looking at everything else. 
But when they clear all of that out and give themselves the space to really envision what they want, they go, okay, so I pretty much already have most of that. It's just this and this that's preventing me from getting there. And then we go, okay, well then those are the things that we're going to work on. And usually because they're coming to me, usually one of those big things is their career. And their career then is impacting the other areas that are not going well, like their relationships or their health, you know, usually, or their sleep. Usually it's one of those three things. It's really remarkable. You know, they say, oh, I, I don't want the fancy mansion. I don't want the, you know, race cars. I don't need to be living in Greece or traveling all over the world. I'd like to have those things, but you know, it really, what I, what I envisioned in, in my vision exercise is different than what I thought I would envision is what everyone will say. So true. Let's talk a little bit about the, the idea of fulfillment. Um, fulfillment is such a, a sort of a large concept that sounds like it's in a steady state, right? It sounds like I have fulfillment and now every day I shall awaken and be fulfilled. Except that that's not how life is, is it? <laughs> So talk to us about what that expectation of fulfillment should feel like. What does it look like inside to be fulfilled? Well, from a career standpoint, when I talk about work-life fulfillment, you know, if, if we're just looking at the big picture, what I'm referring to with that is that you're making an impact in the world or in the lives that you touch, and that impact deeply matters to you. Right. You know, and if we peel back the layers of the onion, there's also the layer of knowing yourself and knowing that you may not be like everyone else because everyone is different. And so are you. Um, but let's get in touch with what you bring to the table. Right. And a lot of times people have ideas about that, but they don't have an intimate understanding of what that really is. Right. So we find out what do you really bring to the table? What value do you bring to the table so that they can make the realization in their mind that they not only are they a valuable contributor at work and their family, you know, what have you, they're a valuable contributor. They matter. And so do their thoughts, opinions, and desires. So sometimes when we fall into a kind of a rut, right, at work or elsewhere, um, we are not really advocating, we're not speaking up when we have ideas, we're not, or, or, or when something is important to us, we just kind of feel defeated in some way, so we don't, right? don't have the confidence to really push something that's important to us, right? Like that happens often when we're just beat up, right? Um, so the process of knowing yourself and knowing the value that you bring to the table elevates your confidence level. So when we're talking, and how does that fit into fulfillment? Well, <laughs> you at this point already have talked about and, and 
vented really about the things that are not going right in the situation. And yes, there are some external factors that are causing that situation to happen, but there are some things that you can do to, you know, mold that situation and be a part of the conversations that need to happen to steer things in the right direction. But you can't be that key player in those conversations if you don't have the confidence to do it. And you get the confidence to do it when you know yourself better. You have a deeper understanding of yourself, how your brain works, what your behavioral style is, and what is the value that you bring to those conversations. It's so good. And it's really a great, uh, I feel like you really gave us a good tip about what to look out for. Uh, to, to say, I think I have a problem. I think I should reach out to someone like Griselle, right? When I, uh, when I feel like I'm not part of the conversations in my career, when I feel like I just give up, I'm not going to try to be part of the conversation because it's too hard because I've gotten too many uh, rejections in different ways, right? Sometimes you get pulled way in like you're the superstar and then you get rejected and sometimes you get immediately rejected or 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 even some uh, combination that looks exactly like acceptance but feels exactly like rejection, <laughs> which is a really tricky one to, to spot. But you know inside that there's a real problem. Um, and I, I really appreciate you sort of bringing those thoughts to light because I think it's so important. I think a lot of times people don't know how to reach out to somebody or when to reach out to somebody and say, I, this is uh, something I'm not going to figure out on my own. A lot of times we just think, uh, I'll figure it out. It's just, I just have to keep doing it. I, I don't know. I'll keep digging. <laughs> And then what happens is that they prolong the amount of time that they're in this situation that's essentially draining their energy. And now they don't have that energy to put into other areas of their life that are important to them. Something, another problem that people experience, um, just really going back real quick to what you said, is that they get pulled in these different directions because they're the superstar and then they get burnt out. They feel like they're they're being assigned tasks that don't really leverage their skills fully. And they feel good that they're trusted and that they're they're tapped to do these things, but their career isn't moving anywhere. They just kind of they feel stuck. And that feeling can be paralyzing too, you know. So anyway, just wanted to mention that. That can really escalate to a place where now you're trapped in the I have to do everything mode because I'm the superstar. And so they ask me to do everything. And if I say no, what will happen? What will happen? I'm just suicide, right? It's career suicide or whatever. So these are so great for you to bring to light. I really appreciate that. And uh, I would love for everybody to get to know how to get in touch with you. And so tell us a little bit about what you've got going on and how we can connect. So um, I love love connecting with people on LinkedIn and you can find me on LinkedIn just by searching Griselle Scarantino. Um, ODPC is how um, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also visit my website. It's www.griselscarantino.com. You can read more about my service there. You can read more about my backstory. 
schedule a complimentary call. I do offer complimentary calls for people that just really are, are, are experiencing these kind of problems in their life. They, they don't know how to talk about it. They don't have someone to discuss these things with, and they might be toying with the idea of getting some support to change their career situation for the better. I offer complimentary calls for that, and I offer different modalities to support professionals. So it really just starts with that complimentary call. We can have a conversation about the challenges that you're experiencing, the things that you would like to see happening for your career and for your life. And if it makes sense to, then we can talk about how I could support you. Um, but whether, whether you do end up getting my support or not, you know, after that call, you do walk away with some valuable insights and some strategies that you can start applying in your life today to, you know, start moving the needle in the right direction for yourself. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Of course, we have that linked on all the platforms. So if you at this moment are going, wait, 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 how do you spell Scarantino? Don't worry, just go to the platform you're on, find the show notes and you will find all the links that you need. I want to thank everybody for being here this week. And I want to also remind you that you can uh, go to my website, donalyn.blog and take the joy quiz that is there. You can get a free ebook on becoming unbreakable and, uh, and of course connect directly with me. So thank you so much and we'll see you next week. <laughs>